This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. a vegetarian remember oh <laughs> that's right wait is ashley a vegetarian she was a vegan for a little while mm-hmm. i don't care i cannot eat any animal products including my own <laughs> <laughs> you know what else i can't uh mm-hmm. i can't handle watching placenta pills be made bravo why why did you do that to us yeah and why did you do that to producer what's his name what was his name again it was james james James, producer james James, who had to also hold back the door for fucking (laughs) i mean really why why do that to him he did nothing to you he was so good enough I mean, justice for James. Justice for James. I hope he got a big raise for doing that. I don't think he did. It didn't even make a full scene. And in that Watch What Happens Live later, Karen, after James described it, Karen was like, I was there for that, James. We don't need to go over that again. I was like, wait, was Karen there present for the whole cooking of the placenta thing? I think Karen was probably just reacting and watching it on the show. I think like that was more than enough for Karen. Because yeah. I think that if Karen was present while the placenta was being boiled to turn into a pill, <laughs> we would have gotten way more footage. And you know what? If that did happen, Bravo, yeah. show us the footage. I don't need to see the actual process. I just want to see I Karen's, see Karen's face. Yeah, Karen's face. She was making the, the funniest faces. Uh, whatever the odd dress that she's wearing in her confessionals <laughs> bizarro corset that like goes yeah, up it's to like her a corset adam's that, apple yeah that sort of makes her look flat-chested and it's kind of weird <laughs> and then when she's trying to you know do the fake throw up and all that it just was bizarre her head seemed to be moving at a different angle than her neck <laughs> oh god yeah. okay <laughs> So we're talking oh, about Real Houses of Potomac and Shaz of Sunset Reunion Part 1 today. We start back in Potomac where if everybody's getting ready for breakfast, it's the day that Giselle is going to do her version of, I guess, Giselle's Dorobex is now going to be in water. <laughs> yes. I don't know. <laughs> That's all I could think of. I was like, have you been Gizero- talking to Jezerobix? She had the every every hue beauty and that yeah. fell through. Mm-hmm. Now she does the Bravo chat room and she mm-hmm. does the Real Housewives. Mm-hmm. And she really hasn't found her groove again. So no. right now she is trying to find a groove as a life coach for yeah. Robin. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> or and or a Jezerobics instructor. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> she doesn't quite know what it is. Yeah, and last year she was trying to get somebody into her groove, but that didn't happen either. That didn't happen either. <laughs> So the ladies are all having breakfast when Day comes to play in her mm-hmm. insane bathing suit. And I so in my notes I wrote, 
she comes in unbothered. But the thing is, if you're trying to make a point to Giselle, mm-hmm. you are bothered, which you should be. Wendy should be bothered by mm-hmm. what Giselle said. Wendy being bothered and having a reaction to what Giselle said is a totally normal human reaction. But the more this is happening, the more I realize I don't know if Wendy necessarily is made to be a real housewife. I don't think so. A lot of us nerds are not. But, you know, if that was being unbothered, that veggie of a, of a swimsuit was be, Wendy being unbothered, I'm I'm scared to see her bothered. Like, that was weird. That was so uncomfortable to watch. It was. Was this right after mm-hmm. uh, the conversation where Karen poured into Wendy? Yes, <laughs> where Karen was, like, squeezing her hands so hard, Wendy was like, I'm crying. I don't know why. Yeah. <laughs> you're hurting me Karen <laughs> but also uh, so she went from that covered up demure sort of yeah. thing to this swimsuit so she changed basically Karen yeah. made her change and she yeah. came in did you watch how she walked in she walked in and she did a stop pause yeah. and then go and she said this is how we do it in the cottage yeah <laughs> Yeah, I was like, yeah, that's when, what I'm saying. Wendy yeah. came Wendy to play. Wendy is trying too hard to play, and that's the that's the part that is. It's she should be mad. She should be angry. She should say all of the things she said to Giselle is fine, but she let it bother her to the point where she's going overboard. <laughs> Yeah, it's like it's like it's very apparent, and that's exactly yeah. how I would react. That's yeah. not not the whole dress and stuff, but <laughs> that's exactly how I would react. I would not know how to temper myself and give enough shade, but not appear as unbothered as Giselle does, which is what I appreciated about Giselle. <laughs> she kept slurping that slurp. <laughs> well, I mean, that was by that point, mm-hmm. I know why Giselle was slurping that slurp. But yeah. let's not jump ahead. So the ladies are all getting together for breakfast and. What's happening is actually Karen is feeling very confident. Okay. She mm-hmm. had her moment the day before. She's had this great talk with Wendy. She has a tie high boots. She, <laughs> she's, no got reason. A, she's got thigh high <laughs> boots on for some reason. But she's coming in feeling really good, really empowered. She's like, I got Wendy on my side. Let mm-hmm. me try again with Candace. And she's like, mm-hmm. Candace, I thought that Giselle's comments about you were very inappropriate. Yeah. Yeah. And Candace is like, yeah, Giselle is an inappropriate person. Like, yeah. I'm not shocked by it. And I think that's a really good point because that's what Ray brought up last week when she was on. I think Giselle is just an asshole to everybody. Uh-huh. So I think Candace is kind of like, yeah, Giselle is an asshole and Karen is trying to be everybody's mom. And Candace yeah. is kind of like, this is just a group of people and this is who they are. Yeah. But Giselle and Robin leave very awkwardly to go for a Robin business Robin just meeting. got there late. She just <laughs> took the first bite and Giselle's like, Robin, let's go. Robin is like, oh, what? Where? Where are we going? We have yeah. business to talk. Yeah. It's like not business. He, she sits Robin down and this is where, as you said, she's trying to be Robin's life coach. Robin says something that I found was very relatable, which is mm-hmm. that she doesn't have motivation to do the things that she thinks other people think that she's capable of doing because she doesn't want to let them down. And she has a little bit of PTSD from all of the stuff that happened before where they had all this money and then suddenly they didn't and they were almost, you know, homeless. Oh, so that's the part that you related to. I related to, do I want to be a mogul? Yes. (laughs) Am I afraid to be a mogul? Yes. 
<laughs> yeah, I mean, but that's very relatable. And I think Robin, so she posted on Instagram about it. She thinks she might yeah. have ADHD, which I also thought she might have ADHD. Mm-hmm. And I also think I might have ADHD. I that's think like I a do now. I have finding. been I have been diagnosed by Bill Bolivar. He said I I suddenly do have. I described my day to him today, and he's like, "Yeah, you have ADHD." Oh my god, it's probably the same day as mine. Like <laughs> that is hundred yeah. percent. Yeah, I've I've read enough. <laughs> I've self-diagnosed with ADHD, but it's actually really common for women. And a lot of times ADHD presents itself in a way that a lot of times gets misdiagnosed for depression. So Mm -hmm. I think that is what might be happening with Robin. But of course, Giselle is using other means to motivate Robin, which is that you have a hot husband. Which like your hot husband thinks you are unattractive. Isn't that motivation enough to become attractive for your hot husband who may or may not marry you? Not even your husband no, anymore. Giselle. You know, see, Giselle says one thing that I thought was really good. She says, if you are going to self-doubt, you'll never wake up before 10 o'clock. Yeah. So you need to stop self-doubting yourself. Otherwise, you're, why don't you look at your bank account? That should give you some impetus, right? Yeah. She said that. And that, I was like, oh, that's a good thing to say. And then she followed that with, what about your hot husband? Right. And I was like, wait, you lost me again. Yeah. Now, you've met my husband. Uh-huh. Okay, as somebody with a very hot husband, I can tell you, once you have the hot husband, you don't have any motivation to keep the hot husband. Like, I don't look at my hot husband and go, man, I want to be fit. I look uh-huh. at my hot husband and go, damn, he loves my fat ass, and that's great. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm trying to, like, better yeah. myself because he's already here. Apparently, he likes my type, so. <laughs> He might be a chubby chaser. That's fine by me. He's not going anywhere. Okay. I look at the, you. Look at the, all the thin bitches around him, and it's like he doesn't find you attractive. He finds the chubby, chubby yeah. one attractive. But yeah. go ahead, go ahead and try and flirt with him. He's not going to respond. Exactly, exactly. Like he's hot. Also, he's a weird nerd. So yeah. <laughs> but also, Juan Dixon has cheated yeah. on her. So that's probably yeah. more what Giselle's yeah. trying to get yeah. at. Is like, are you, yeah. I think what Giselle's saying in words is, do you want to get cheated on again? Which is again, like so fucked it's up fucked that up. like, oh God, this why? whole narrative is why? so fucked up. Yeah, why? I feel like Robin and Juan have grown up together and now it's, they're just codependent. They're just good roommates and they're like, why not? Yeah. Why not? You yeah. go, why not? I go, why not? I'm like, okay. It's just easier financially for the kids. Let's just, you know, hang around each other for another few more years until the kids go off to college. Yeah. They have some kind of arrangement and that works for them. But at the same time, Giselle shouldn't be using all the women, including Wendy, oh. use husbands as a reason. Marriage and husbands and relationships as a, a sort of certification of how good a woman is or how confident she is or how accomplished she can be. And it's it's tiring at this point. Yeah. Now we go to the swim aerobics which Mm. was bizarre i was like they didn't do anything um karen doesn't get in the water because she's (laughs) worried about her wig for good reason yes (laughs) she knows she's she's been down this road before plus she has to go to surrey (laughs) but also i'm pissed that the editors didn't give us a flashback i know i know i know This is when Ashley arrives and mm. Karen retells the night before in like dramatic <laughs> fashion. 
She's like, she tries oh. to do it with Ray, and Ray is like, enough of Giselle. <laughs> He's like, enough already. I don't want to talk about Giselle. And she's like, yeah, yeah, you're right, Ray. You're so good, Ray. <laughs> yes. Karen is obsessed with Giselle. She really, really is obsessed with Giselle. And at this point, it's like quite humorous. You know what I mean? <laughs> That's the more every it. time Karen says Giselle, I live rent free in your head. I'm thinking, <laughs> but that phrase lives rent free in Karen's head. <laughs> Giselle lives rent free in Karen's head too. Yeah, you know when she was on Wendy Williams and Wendy Williams was like asking about the season, all Karen could do. <laughs> Let's talk shit about Giselle. It was amazing. <laughs> and Wendy like wanted to move on. She wanted to talk like, about Wendy. Yeah. Wendy Osefo's <laughs> boobs. <laughs> Karen was like, well, guess who made fun of her boobs? <laughs> and Wendy Williams is like, ma'am, like we got to get to the next segment. <laughs> oh, man. And now that Ashley's here, we know that messes. Ashley literally shows up in her, like, you know, she comes in her maternity tights and a t-shirt ready to just fuck shit up. She's got no glam. She's She didn't do her hair. She didn't do nothing. She just came with her breast pump, her sneakers, <laughs> joggers, and a t-shirt. Like, that was it. And, and then she, she looked great. She looked great. Did, okay, she's a beautiful woman. The fact that Ashley put in like minimal effort, she's like, I got a couple of hours. I'm going to come in. Okay, I got to pump my boobs and every every few hours or so. Mm. I'm not going to do any glam, guys. Don't worry. Keep the coronas ready for me. I'm going to come in. I'm going to do my job. And then I got to get back into the Uber. I got to go back to the baby. She yeah. comes in and she starts to talk to Giselle. And these two are just so fucking messy, but I have to point something out. Yeah. Giselle is again having the same conversation with Ashley about Wendy and her husband, Eddie, mm-hmm. right? And at this point on the show, we've seen Giselle have this conversation twice. Mm-hmm. But I actually posted this on our Instagram today. There was a clip from the trailer, from the mega mm-hmm. trailer that came out where Giselle says, we got to talk about these Eddie rumors to Ashley when Ashley was pregnant. That happened on in episode one when she meets with Ashley to say that she's going to throw her uh, baby shower. Oh. That's when Giselle brings it up. So it it, it did air. So all it did three air. Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. So this is so, the third time. And so at this point, Giselle has brought it up to Ashley multiple times. And every time she brings it up on camera, Ashley reacts to it as if it's kind of new information, right? Because she doesn't know if the first two scenes were going to air or not. Right. But I think the reason why is because every time Giselle has told Ashley, I think the purpose was that next time then Ashley is going to see Wendy, she Mm -hmm. is going to bring it up. But the opportunity has not presented itself because if you think about it, the next time Ashley sees Wendy from when Giselle first told her was at that love event. Mm, Yeah. That that bizarre love event or whatever that was, right? Yeah. So that's when she meets her first and she can't bring it up there because Eddie's there. Uh Then the next time she sees is the baby shower. Baby shower, TikTok, Wendy, Zen Wen, all that shit happens. Uh So she doesn't get a chance to bring it up then. Right. Now this is that then Ashley has a baby. Yeah. And this is, again, another opportunity for Giselle to cue Ashley up to yeah. tell have this conversation with Wendy. She, so remember, Giselle is the one who invited Ashley. She's like, she first tells her, you need to bring, we need to bring this up. Yeah. And then she says, I'm inviting you to this yes. thing. Yes. <laughs> Giselle, the same person who got so mad that Mia would yeah. bring Karen to a lunch. Yeah. 
Yeah. My point in bringing this up is that Giselle has never wanted to be the one to have the conversation with Wendy. Mm-hmm. Giselle mm-hmm. has never, that was never her intention, right. was to bring it up with Wendy. She didn't want to talk to Wendy about it. If she wanted to talk to Wendy about it, she would have brought it up that first night when she yeah. was like, what's going on with you and your boobs? Right. Right. But Giselle never wanted to. She wanted Ashley to bring it up. And why did she want Ashley to bring it up? Because Ashley Darby does this shit. She did this to Robin in the first mm-hmm. season or second right. season. And they had a huge feud. They had like mm-hmm. two or three seasons long mm-hmm. worth mm-hmm. of feuds. Yeah. Giselle always, always, always brings shit up to Ashley. And she knows Ashley is going to just go and do the damn yeah. thing. Yeah. Have all these like messy yeah. situations. So yeah. the funniest thing when Giselle and Ashley are talking, Ashley says, you and I have had rumors out about us before. <laughs> no, that's truth. It's not rumors. Yeah. It's facts. It's facts. It's, it's facts. Most of it is facts. Oh my God. And then, <laughs> but then I was thinking like, do you think that they're doing this specifically because obviously they're doing it because they want to produce, right? They're yeah. creating drama. Yeah. But also I wonder if, because if you think about it, Ashley's shit's been put on the table. Giselle's shit's been put on the table. Robin's mm-hmm. shit's been put on the table. Karen's shit's been put on the table. They've yeah. already tried to come for Karen about mm-hmm. this shit before. Mm-hmm. So this is now like, okay, Wendy, well, this Wendy's is sort of like turn. you're hazing, right? Mm-hmm. Now it's your turn to do it. They can't do it to Candace because Candace got her ass beat already. Right. Of all the men, the two men that have sort of been spared a little bit are Candace's husband, Chris, and Eddie. They have been sort of spared. But Eddie is not spared. Eddie is not spared this time. But yeah. they um, they are like, okay, it's Eddie's turn. Because yeah. Candace's husband, Chris, makes Giselle the best chicken that she has ever eaten. So <laughs> she's like, I need that chef around. But also, she can get him for other stuff like... Oh, you're not getting, you don't have a career, you don't yes. have money, you have yes. all this other stuff. She doesn't have to do the cheating thing. Yeah. Plus, Candace is always there with Chris. So Chris is not never away from Candace. So that's sort of hard to <laughs> But also, I think that Candace is confident enough with how the game is played to not get mm-hmm. riled up anymore, right? Yeah. Like, she yeah. did try. Giselle did try to right. do this to Candace. Mm-hmm. And Candace mm-hmm. said, no, I feel secure in our relationship. And if for some mm-hmm. reason things change, yeah. I'm good where I will handle it and nobody else knows our dynamic. Uh-huh. That's a great answer. And that yeah. actually shut Giselle up. Giselle mm-hmm. was like, okay, yeah, great answer. Mm-hmm. I am pleased with this. Mm-hmm. Because Giselle is a sorority girl. I can't stop thinking about the fact that Ray brought this up with us last episode mm-hmm. because I think that then Giselle really does view these women like in a sorority. You haze them, you test them, you see it. You really try to see whether or not they fit into your circle. Yeah. And I wonder if this is kind of how Giselle is navigating all this, especially with Wendy. And Wendy is shocked by it because she just wasn't expecting this to happen, especially because Wendy and Giselle were buddies until filming started. Hmm. Maybe, maybe that's the that's the answer, or maybe it's just that Giselle is just a monster. Yeah, monster that just you know she just goes sprays her poison around with equal opportunity you know equal opportunity offender and um she's yeah she's also just just an asshole yeah and she's miserable so she's she's trying to do that yeah then they go to lunch before whiskey tasting and this Mm -hmm. is where ashley for some reason keeps she's super drunk and she just keeps chiming in on shit that was said and it it really was candace was a delight this episode guys i know yes i know arthur you've come a long way with candace (laughs) I will say that uh, Candace is measured this uh-huh. season, and uh-huh. I think it's deliberate. 
because uh-huh. she had a terrible, she had all Candace season last year. Yeah. So she is like this season, I'm going to take a back seat and I'm going to just be quirky and, you know, just stay on the sidelines and make smart comments and win the viewers back. And she's doing it pretty smartly because, you know, she needs to sell that album of hers too so that's true she's like okay i'm gonna stand back and let giselle and karen go at it and i will pick my side halfway through the season and then (laughs) that will be it and she's kind of playing it good and doesn't mean that i Candace has really changed anything about her has changed doesn't negate everything else that she has done in the past or anything she has tweeted doesn't negate how she's going to behave in the future but right now she's she's playing the game and I appreciate that for her yeah I wonder if there's there's also like a stress factor right because Mm -hmm. like when Candace first came on the show she had just gotten engaged and she was new to the show and Sharice was being super annoying Sharice was doing the Giselle thing Mm mm-hmm Where she was like, oh, who paid for your ring or your mom, all this stuff, right? Right. And then you had the next season with the wedding. And so there was like a stress level there. Then after that, it was like by then shit had gotten really bad with her and Ashley. Mm -hmm. So I think like not to be a Candace apologist. (laughs) But I think that Candace, we didn't get to see like a fun side of Candace because I think Candace had a lot of anxiety and like stress in the beginning. And I feel like now she feels more confident in her place on the show. So I feel like she's Mm -hmm. doing well. And also she's beloved by the fans right now. So she's probably Candace, just like really enjoying Candace that. Candace has her fans, even when she was going through the worst and she was being the worst. Yeah. Candace always had her fan base. So that's not, I think she's just, she's gone through that and survived. And so she feels a lot more confident. Confidence is definitely something because Monique is out and she's still here. So that's that true. definitely, that definitely gives you a confidence that, you know, you had a feud. There was a big deal. You could have been easily fired too, but you weren't. You survived and she left so that gives her a win and she gives her a confidence and that confidence is what she's leaning into and she's going to just play the game the way it needs to be played let Wendy and Giselle go at it let Mia and Wendy go at it let Karen and Giselle go at it and just stand back and just be the Robin to whoever needs it to yourself whoever is to herself and whoever is against Ashley basically the way Candace is seeing her assignment Ashley's assignment is to come set fire and leave that's how Ashley sees her assignment right (laughs) she's gonna come into the and set the dumpster fire once it blows up she's gonna leave with a smile as if nothing's happened she didn't do any of it so she's gonna leave Candace's role she's taken upon is to question Ashley's intentions and Ashley's shit stirring so she's presenting herself as against Ashley and that's how she's going to be yeah it's like the little babies against the little baby right little baby baby pageant girls yeah it's baby Karen against baby Giselle basically Mm, I love it but I just love when she said Ashley your forehead and your breast pump just got here But it's true. <laughs> Ashley just gets there and she's chiming in on this whole conversation <laughs> with Wendy. Just, I'm like, you just got here. She keeps interrupting. And so, so does rude. So does Mia. Like, Mia, shut yeah. up. Yeah. Mia, Mia you coming, don't mean, talking about <laughs> Wendy's clothes is so thirsty. I was like, what are you talking about? And also, when whenever Mia makes a point and then Giselle looks at her like, what the hell are you talking about? And then Mia wants to explain herself. Mia's English gets messed up. Yes. <laughs> Mia, stop. You don't know those big words. Stop right there. Don't use those big words. You don't have to co-sign something. (laughs) 
Like stop signing over stuff. Stop <laughs> co-signing stuff. You don't You're know when that sign be. away your damn business. <laughs> At this rate, yeah. Cuz she's like every every sentence she's like I'm going to co-sign with Giselle. I'm going to co-sign with Karen. I'm like, "Okay, Mia, you don't have to pick a side, but you don't even have to speak up. Be like a scala. Mia, yeah. like just and just react like with your face." Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'd rather have a scala than Mia. Mia's like we will get to it, but this is so they're they are having lunch. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Robin is late, but she shows up just in time to refute everything that Wendy is saying. They ask Wendy what, so Giselle asks Wendy point blank, Wendy. Are we okay? Wendy tells Giselle how Giselle made her feel. Which is what Giselle wanted to know. But then Ashley starts interrupting Wendy to say, no, but you can't feel that way. And Wendy's like, I feel what I feel. Yeah. This is my late gate all over again. It's like, you literally, you asked Wendy how she feels. She told you how she feels. And Mm -hmm. now you're telling her you shouldn't feel that way. And then it's like, Ashley, you can't even be there to explain yourself because you have not been part of this conversation. You were just having a baby. You were on maternity leave for three weeks. You were in the bathroom when Candace and Monique were again. You were not in the fight. So shut up, Ashley. Exactly. Exactly. And then Robin comes in and Robin's like, oh, well, I guess we can't even say anything. We can't even make observations. Shut up, Robin. Robin. Oh, my God. Okay. I found I found one. First of all, there's a clip of Robin putting her finger in Ashley's face because yeah. Ashley tried to talk about one. Robin. Yeah, one. And then there's, a, you know, another clip. Robin. About- Remember, Robin took her umbrella and uh, assaulted Monique. Yeah. She took the one. <laughs> Robin, shut up. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. But the funniest part of this is then all this mayhem is happening. And again, Mm -hmm. Karen waits on the side. I told you. Wendy, I really have to laugh at what Giselle said. She said Giselle's witness to Wendy falling into the Mother Groot's trap. (laughs) With Karen. I was like, yeah. This is what's happening. There was so much happening at that lunch that I were so many good singers from everybody. <laughs> that it was so hard to catch all of it and just revel in just revel in one singer before Ugh. you could just even enjoy the first singer. There was another one. Yeah. So and then for some reason there's a discussion about Mia being a stripper. Like Mia, you said on camera you were a stripper before the. Mia- yeah, but even before the Mia stripper thing, yeah. Giselle asked Wendy. So Karen tells me that uh, you were crying. Yeah. Did you cry? <laughs> and then Wendy says, yeah, I did cry. And then Karen poured her, poured into me. Yeah. Karen, Karen says, you're welcome. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Wendy, Wendy doesn't even say thank you. Karen says, you're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then that's when Giselle says, she's, she's, she's. She says, what the, the fuck? <laughs> what the fuck? And the expression from everybody at that moment <laughs> when, when Wendy and Karen start bonding over each other. Oh, my God. It's like <laughs> Wendy and hilarious. Karen are in a different movie and <laughs> Ashley and Candace and... Is out or watching the movie? Like, what the fuck is this? We did not put this channel on. (laughs) We were watching Bravo, and now we're watching Lifetime, and we were not expecting this. 
It's like when you turn on CNN for Don Lemon and you get porn instead. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> I will say, Giselle saying like, oh, this is not CNN is just like an unnecessary dick. Like, Giselle, Why shut up. Why drag CNN into Why this? Why drag CNN through this? <laughs> haven't been, haven't they been and through then, enough? Yeah. And then Randy checking her email to see if Don Lemon... <laughs> She yeah. had her. She had like, oh, was I supposed to be on CNN? Let me check with my well, buddy that's Don actually, Lemon. That's Wendy's way of being like, oh, by the way, I do have another job. And I have his number and I can talk to Don Lemon. <laughs> <laughs> well, she didn't say Don Lemon, did she? She said Don Lemon. No, no. She said, I have to be on another television oh, show. Oh, a television yeah, show. Okay. <laughs> Who said Don Lemon? Somebody mentioned Don Lemon. Get, G- Giselle, Giselle. Giselle said, I'm not Don Lemon. I, I was, like, I was no, thinking like Don Lemon is so... So happy right now. Yeah, he's like yeah. so. You know, Don Lemon watches. He's screaming his no, head off yeah. right now. <laughs> exactly. But after all of this, okay, all this is it's super awkward at the table. Wendy's obviously emotional. They've all just like basically ganged up on her, and then Ashley walks away, smirking so uh-huh. hard. Uh-huh. And she and Giselle walk away, and they're like, "Oh, it's cold out here in these streets. Oh man, people are getting cold." And they are just—they know the way they're both smirking. They know they are egging each other on. But what we're seeing them do is produce the way I think the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. Like you know that mm-hmm. Rinna and Kyle sit around and have the exact same type mm-hmm. of conversation. Mm-hmm. that Giselle and Ashley are having uh-huh. except Giselle and Ashley have the balls to do it on camera, <laughs> camera. to be like yeah. we're evil yeah she, Giselle is like I already cannot do that anymore and this and uh, Ashley is like oh well, I guess I can speak to her about yeah. it <laughs> Like she's consenting. It's she's so like, stupid. okay, fine. And all the while, they both have huge smiles on their huge, face. Huge, massive. Ashley smiles like the Grinch every time yeah. she gets really excited. You, she also has the smile, same grin on her smile whenever she talks about Michael's money. Ugh. Yeah. <laughs> if not for Michael, I would give in and stand Ashley. No. As- so but watching I this, cannot, but no, this no, no, no. Watching this episode, I realized why Ashley is with Michael. It's because they're actually both monsters. Yeah, the the fact that she is with Michael is what makes me hold back. What is it about Ashley that she's still with him? Ashley is with him because she is not a good person. Mm, okay. I, yeah. I see where you're going. Yeah. So yeah. then they do the whiskey tasting. At this point, I think several people are already are already a little bit drunk. Robin is like, well, I'm a little bit drunk and now I'm going to be totally drunk. Now, I've never had whiskey. What does it taste like? I don't know how to explain that. Whiskey tastes like hard liquor. It's um, It goes down hot. It burns your throat. It feels good. And it's high liquor. So high liquor content so you get drunk very fast i like whiskey so you would do what robin did no i would not i would actually do a tasting where you actually (laughs) taste because how the whiskey is matured is where the flavor comes from how drunk do you think robin is at this point oh robin has never been this drunk on tv before (laughs) she just said fuck it this is all i and i think it's because of the conversation she had with giselle yeah, it, yeah. It drove her nuts through the day. <laughs> that's actually that's a great point. Yeah, that's a great point. She might actually be self medicating because of Giselle and not because of Wendy, but Wendy's getting a brunt of it. <laughs> yeah. Now when they're sitting at the when they're sitting at the whiskey tasting, Giselle is like talking to Ashley, and she's like, "Looks like somebody has an attitude." And Ashley's mm-hmm. like, "Yeah, Wendy seems like she's upset about something." Like what? 
What do you think she's upset about? You, you guys, guys were just talking watching her yelling at her. What? Two days, two days straight. Two, two days. days. No, forget two, two days, days straight. straight. She has been the focus of your conversation. 20 minutes ago. 20 <laughs> minutes ago at the lunch table. <laughs> Oh, my God. Now, this is when <laughs> Ashley pulls Wendy aside. I hate when they're like, woman mm. to woman. Yeah. <laughs> Arthi, if you ever mm. tell me that you want to have a conversation with me, mm. woman to woman, I'm mm. going to jump out the window. I think that's how I'm going to have the conversation when I tell you, this is it. I cannot do this podcast anymore. <laughs> I'm going to be like, if you hear me say woman to woman, you know, that's <laughs> I'm done with you. <laughs> I'm done with your ass. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> Women do what? I cannot survive after that. Yeah. You <laughs> will probably murder me. <laughs> so, so this is when Ashley tells Wendy the, about the Eddie rumors. And she's like, it's not like we believe it. It's just that we want to know if something's going on. So I can t- say that one of the things that has been bothering me is that the very the way that Giselle came the previous night to Wendy, she started out the conversation with... You're very different. I have seen way more of Wendy's body than Mm -hmm. I did before, Mm -hmm. right? So she, in that very first sentence, connected whatever Wendy's change in personality is that they perceive to her change in her body. Yeah. And the next day when they're fighting, they're talking about Eddie being the reason she changed her body. Mm -hmm. And then in this conversation with Ashley and then the subsequent conversations, they talk about how she can do whatever she wants with her body. That's mm-hmm. not what they're talking about. Yeah. But then why did you even bring it up? You didn't say, we yes. see a change in your personality yes. in the way you are interacting with us. And we just want to know if everything is okay. Yeah. That's the thing that's so frustrating is that I know Giselle is leaning into being a villain and every one of these shows needs a villain. Mm-hmm. But my problem is that between Giselle and Ashley, they keep trying to mask it with we're concerned about Wendy. And yeah. even Ashley's like, it's not like, you know, Giselle and I are sitting around hee hee ha and kiki heeing over what's going on. I'm like, except we have multiple scenes of you <laughs> yes. doing exactly that, yeah. Ashley. And then yeah. at this point, Wendy's like, fuck you. This shows who you are. And it actually shows who Giselle is. And Ashley's all like, I don't know why you're getting so mad. I'm just trying to care, blah, blah, blah. We're not talking about you. It's like, and I think Wendy's so smart to be like, you might not be talking about me, but Uh Giselle is talking about me to you and to everybody else. Right. This is Wendy brings it up to the group about the blogs. And Mm. then Robin gets really upset. And he's like, why are we talking about blogs? Who cares about rumors? And this is, again, where I have to way The way Wendy brings it up, too, is so funny because she walks back in. Robin yeah. is twerking, and she's like, "While we are twerking here, let's <laughs> talk about the serious yeah. issue." <laughs> I've never had, I've never had a fight, a, a fight on Real Housewives start with the sentence, "While we are all twerking." Here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh god. But yeah, this Ugh. is where just Wendy lays into Giselle and Giselle mm. is slurping away. But Giselle is slurping away because in Giselle's mind, I think that she believes that she anything she does on a television show is fair game. Yeah, that both Giselle and Ashley think that we've all been talked about. We've all had rumors. We've all handled it well. I mean, if you're on the show, you should be able to handle it well. Yeah. So they think that Wendy shouldn't be reacting this way. Wendy should be 
going with the flow. And so if Wendy is reacting, it's on her. It's not on them. Now, as much as I, I hate when people bring up that Giselle is single and she's miserable because she's single, as much as I hate that dig because it comes from mm-hmm. fucking deep ass misogyny, I have to say that it is easy to pick on that for Giselle because Giselle is somebody who thinks that those things matter. Exactly. Giselle picks on people's marriages. Yeah, it's not that Giselle is miserable because she doesn't have a man in her life. It's that Giselle thinks she needs a man in her life to not be miserable. Yes, exactly. So it it becomes fair game for Wendy Mm -hmm. to pick at it. Mm And that's also potentially why Giselle keeps picking on people's marriages. It's like a loop of stupid misogyny and misery. Correct. Wendy lays into Giselle. It was like black magic curse. Uh, I was texting with Ray and she was like, that sounds like a curse, Yeah, she was like doing like voodoo (laughs) on her. Yeah, she was like... This is why God cursed you to be this way. The misery that you're feeling right now is because of your actions. I was like, oh my God. Sounds like a Bollywood soap opera. It did. I loved it. Okay. It was 10 out of 10 for me, Wendy. It was great. What I will say was not great was when she just kept telling Robin to eat a cracker. I was like... She'd like your drunks eat a cracker. Yeah. Ashley Canada goes, what about crackers? like a Loki who's hunky dory yeah <laughs> yeah and then Ashley just says alright guys well my Uber's here I gotta go <laughs> I collect my bottles <laughs> and then and then uh, Candace realizes oh, oh wait a minute but I didn't have a scene with Ashley yet let me go yeah. into the kitchen and just yeah. yell at her and say you and your milk <laughs> get the fuck out of here <laughs> And that's the part where I like that the whiskey guy was still there through all of this. We yeah. thought he had left and he had it. He was hiding behind the wall. And then he actually walks with Candace to walk Ashley out and say goodbye. He does. <laughs> like he belongs to the house. I was like, he's, he's really another friend committing. of. <laughs> yeah, he's like really committing to his role here. <laughs> he did he did say French. He said the beautiful poem. About, about friendship. friendship. <laughs> so he's like, I'm going to be a good friend and walk into the door. <laughs> yeah. Uh, one other th- note I had, because Mia is so annoying, is yeah. she's talking about, she's like, oh, well, when I was a stripper, yeah, I stripped for money because yeah. I had to get food on the table. But this is a girl's trip. Why is she wearing clothes like that? It's like, Mia, are you saying that you should only show your body parts for money? Exactly. So Wendy, in the luncheon before, when Wendy says, yeah, when Wendy says, I didn't say anything about you being a stripper, Mia jumps jumps up immediately and says, I wasn't a stripper, even though she's already said she's a stripper. And then she said, we were entertainers. What do you think strippers do? They entertain. Yes. And there's no rule that they you cannot serve like what was it she said? I steak and lobsters. I, steak and lobsters <laughs> while stripping. What is that's yeah. How yeah. is that different? It just costs a lot more, that's all. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. <clears throat> and you were a stripper. Own it. Just say yeah. I was a stripper and be okay with it. Wendy is approaching it as a as a job. 
<laughs> like that was your occupation. Yes. Nobody's making anything of it, but yeah. why are they making something of me? And why can't I be, you can be a stripper and then be a businesswoman also, yeah. but why yeah. can't I be a professor and yeah. dress sexy yeah. because I want to. Yeah. And she, Mia doesn't get it. It's too much for Mia. Mia, doesn't Mia does not have the, uh, no. I think the mental bandwidth aptitude. to be able to yeah. yeah she does not have the aptitude to to understand it yeah i'm telling you mia reminds me of Teresa without all the other fun stuff she the, is the, she's the, the very level. much like Teresa. yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> she she's like the word she's like first season Teresa. yes first season Teresa. <laughs> before she like flipped the table this is like right right <laughs> right uh i can't wait to watch next week that was two straight episodes, great episodes of Potomac. I oh. will say that it frustrated me a little bit watching it. I was like screaming at my TV because but I was like. that's what's good about watching the show. You remember it. Certainly. I think yeah. the thing that frustrates it's not me boring. about. Uh, yeah, certainly. I just get frustrated because when <laughs> Giselle says a thing and then you're like, why did you say a thing to me? And Giselle's like, I never said that to you. It's like, Giselle, you just said it. You just said those that words. Just like, mean, well, that just means it's a good show because I you're know. getting so involved in I the know. show. You want to be in the room screaming at Giselle along with Wendy. I know. I know. That's a good show. You're right. You're right. I do fucking love it. It's like this is this might be better. I think this season is better than last season. Yeah. Yeah. It is. Sure. It is. Yeah. See, I like a petty fight. I don't like an actual fight. Yeah. Let's talk about Shaz of Sunset. Uh, now, I have to say, Shaz of Sunset, no matter how terrible a season is, their reunions are always amazing. And the reunions always flip from what you think last episode of Shaz says. <laughs> all of a sudden, they come to reunion and all of a sudden, they've already fought again. And all the alliances have moved around. The chess pieces have moved away. Yeah. And it's like, what is going on here? We watched an entire season of Golnessa mm -hmm. and Mike being buddies mm -hmm. and Mike and Reza feuding. And and Reza and MJ trying to make up. Well, we still don't quite know how they are. Yeah. It didn't quite seem like they were in a fight. But mm -hmm. what's crazy about Mike was we watched him have these very clear-cut alliances and then mm -hmm. you get to the reunion, and he and Reza are brothers, again, best buds, mm -hmm. and he and Gigi are fighting. Yeah. It was crazy, but the whole season, the whole season and this reunion, all we're trying to do is Mike is just trying to sell us on him and Paulina being the real deal. And Paulina, again, with one of those, you know, th this is what in Indian movies, way back when they show, like, ancient times. <laughs> this is how the women wear their clothes. It's like a piece of cloth tied around their boobs. It's very Princess Leia very trapped Princess with Leia. Jabba the Hutt. Yeah. But it's also a, a, a very much like Ashoka, the movie, and all yes, of that. Yes, like yes, Indian yes. movies were, yeah. you know, before a needle and thread were invented. Yeah. Just <laughs> like togas. Togas. Scantily clad togas. Yes. Yeah. And yeah. Paulina says, he let, he, the fact that I'm wearing that means that he doesn't control me. He bought, he bought you that thing. He told you to wear that. Yeah. <laughs> you know, their relationship is so toxic and Paulina mm -hmm. is so gross that I actually feel bad for Destiny. 
Yeah. I think that Destiny has a really good point here. Mm-hmm. Because yeah. Paulina has done to Destiny what Gigi is so pissed that she almost got roped into doing, which is hilarious. Yeah. Like, Gigi, yeah. you're not in Destiny's position, but you're getting angry like it already happened to you, but it never happened which to you. It did because you didn't pick up the phone. You hung up. Yeah. And, you, and I'm, bitch, I'm not calling. I'm not doing anything. I'm not picking yeah. up this. I'm not responding. Get off my well, group text is what yeah. you said. Yeah. You did the right thing, yeah. but at the same time, don't be so as offended as as Destiny should be offended. Yeah, because Destiny yeah. is totally right in being offended. I mean, Paulina mm-hmm. and Mike are so gross. Even that whole conversation about how he proposed to her and how they went on this long vacation and she got to hang out on the beach and he gave her kids a bath. I was like, okay. <laughs> You've he never did. met a man Sarah who bathes children? Yeah, she she said that. <laughs> she said he bathes them. He brushes their teeth. He does this. He does that. No man ever does that to their own kids, let alone stepkids. I'm like, what men have you been around? My man is upstairs yelling and screaming at my kid <laughs> to get her into bed and clean up yeah. her home. How do you think Ardy and I record on weeknights yeah. after 9.30 p.m.? Somebody is putting the children to bed and it's not us. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so it's just, but I think that also goes to show like Paulina was married really young to, mm-hmm. I think, a very conservative and like a very conservative mm-hmm. strict situation. So I can imagine that's probably all she knows. And that's why she holds on to Mike because I think she gets to be like live her like new life where she gets to be like sexy and hot and like have this like reality TV star. And sample all the drugs. She looked high. Oh my God. They both had severe coke bloat. And he brought a pen with him and he was blowing away during the reunion. Yeah. Then Andy asked him, would you leave the show? And that pause was the length of my pregnancy. It was the most pregnant pause (laughs) I have ever heard in my life. My God. (laughs) Do you think that Mike is going to leave the show or leave Paulina? Well, why did it take him long? <laughs> I don't think he was going to leave Paulina. He's like, how much money does Paulina have? How much money do I make off the show? Yes. Can That's I what he was calculating. What is happening? He's like, well, but shouldn't he have already calculated all that? It should be. He's like, very dumb. Yeah. <laughs> and then he says, what do I say now? Should I say yes? What would happen if I say yes? If I say no, what would happen? Because I know Paulina wants me to stay on the show. Is Andy asking, going to fire me? Is that why he's asking me this? They're so gross. Mike mm-hmm. is gross. And I love the fact that Andy basically called him out on. Mike was like, what is this narrative that I'm a douchebag? And Andy was like, there's no narrative. But the fact is that you've been on the show for but eight you years. Are. And they play, I lo- yeah, and I love that they played the apology that he played for to Jessica after Jessica cheating on Je- Jessica. Incredible. Incredible. It was exactly the same words. Oh my god. Oh, it was so good. Now let's talk about MJ and Reza and MJ's assessment of Reza. I think it's so true. Reza has a tendency of giving 100% to one female friend. And it sounds to me like MJ has been listening to Watch What Crappens. <laughs> Yes. Right? Yeah. Because she's friends with them too. Yeah, yeah. She is. And she knows. And uh, it's not just them. Everybody knows that that he can only be friends with one person and he gives them all and then he flips. Then he gives his attention to somebody else. Yes, exactly. And I think that the only reason he can be friends with Gigi and Destiny at the same time is because Gigi hasn't bought into Reza's shit. Yeah. She's yeah. not drinking his Kool-Aid. So he knows yes. that he doesn't have her 100%. 
Yeah, he doesn't have her 100%. Gigi will walk away any minute. Gigi yes. doesn't want... She's not giving 100% to any of them. Yes. In that way, actually, she and Nima are in the same spot. Both Nima and Gigi, like, we yeah. don't trust any of these fools. Yes. But also need right? the paycheck. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I will say, it could also be that MJ might be having a private experience when she feels like Reza gives his all to one girl mm-hmm. a little bit. Mm-hmm. But also Reza is a snake. So the likelihood Yeah, but also MJ it. and Reza were... Se- were separated for so long that when he comes back his relationship with destiny and Gigi has certainly grown a lot and maybe she thought that when they made up that he would be back in her corner full-time like would be completely they would be obsessed with each other the way they were before and that's not quite happening now let's talk about tommy and mj tommy Mm. fucking hates the show he hates the show. He hates the cameraman. He even MJ after their interaction in the room, she walks out and she tells to the camera, "I shouldn't have t- gone in. I shouldn't have taken the camera in there." Yes, because I think that is going to cause another fight because mm-hmm. Tommy's going to be like, "Why'd you bring them in?" Yep, he's like Tommy is literally hiding in the kids' room at all times because he doesn't want to film. Yes, and that's sad. And I I think it would be healthier for MJ to go away from the show i think unless she really really needs this paycheck well that's the thing i don't know what other means they have to pay the bills i don't know what other source of income they have and i know that tommy tommy has every reason to be pissed Uh and he always says like i promised to mj's father that i would protect her right I understand that. But Tommy, you knew that she was part of this toxic show. Yeah. You clearly didn't watch the early seasons reunions where Reza told where Reza told everybody Mm. that MJ robbed a fucking bank. So yes. It's not like it everybody's acting like this MJ Reza feud is new. They've fought like this before. They do this to each other all the time. All the fucking time. So Mm. I get I understand the whole restraining but, order, turning this into yeah. a felony instead of a mis- like a small little thing, having to serve time. Apparently, after the show ended, Reza asked Tommy for $10,000 to drop the restraining order. So the restraining order was never dropped. All this shit happened. And I understand Tommy has every reason to hate Reza because Reza is a fucking asshole. But at mm-hmm. the same time, Tommy married a reality TV star who was already part of a very toxic television show who had... Had a very toxic friendship who was actually quite toxic to that friend also mm-hmm. so it's kind of like i appreciate that mj is becoming a better person but really what should have happened is after last season mj should have made sure to say i'm not coming back on the fucking show until reza mm-hmm. is fired because what he does mm-hmm. did was horrible I agree to that extent that Tommy knew what he was getting into. But I also think that the extent to which Reza took all the the feud is a little bit extreme. They have a kid and they've grown together and they're moving on. Tommy is expecting a level of maturity from MJ and he has changed He's a father now. He's very involved in his kid's life. He wants to put the kid first. He has grown as a person and he wants MJ to also do the same. Yes. And MJ is not there yet. So, yes. And I don't know why, because I think in in some ways, MJ is quite mature for, uh, you know, 
she understands what's at stake, but for some reason, she's not able to give up this show. The question that Andy asked Mike should have been asked of MJ. That's a really good point. And I wonder 100%. what she would have said. Yeah. I think that that's a better question to ask. That's a mm-hmm. question to ask all of them, actually. Would yeah. any of them give up their relationships to stay on the show? Yeah. That would explain. And I wish, like, I wonder if they asked MJ what she would say at this point. Because she's clearly hurting her marriage yes. doing this. Yes. Well, she's also, even if it wasn't the show, she's hurting her marriage in other ways. The same mm-hmm. thing they say about Mike needing attention all the time, being addicted mm-hmm. to attention. Clearly, MJ is also addicted to attention. If every time she fights with her husband, mm-hmm. she sends her boobs to some other dude. Right? And that's what he's upset about right now. Yeah. How is everybody mad? Why is everybody mad at Mike? Who's, mm-hmm. I mean, for good reason. Everybody's mm. mad at Mike for sending sex or having sexual conversations with a bunch of girls, but nobody's pissed off or disgusted by MJ sending her boobs to their friends. Right? Yeah. It's the same fucking thing. They're also right. dysfunctional. Yeah. But I do hope that MJ, I feel like if MJ detaches herself from this group, mm-hmm. I think she's going to have a little bit of an identity crisis because I don't think MJ knows who she is and she's not quite ready to just be like a wife and a mother which clearly mm. she had a hard time with. The woman mm. said she wants to be violated. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So there's yeah, that. The funniest part of this reunion was when Gigi said, that girl London who was on our show. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess London isn't coming back. The therapist did not work. <laughs> I guess they fired the therapist. They did. The therapist they confused the therapist so much because she could not tell who was the most toxic and she kept jumping from one person to another. Exactly. Yeah. Oh. No. Yeah. But I love Shaz. They're so funny. It's just pure I entertainment. It's, it, it I watched is. the episode and I was like, wait, that was so short, but it just happened so fast. One of the things about Sh- when I was watching Shaz, I was thinking about the first few years of Shaz, the first couple of years of Shaz. Yeah. And it was a very different show. There was a lot more about getting to know their culture, getting to know a lot of who they are as Persians, especially with Asa there. Yes. I feel like now it's more like a Vanderpump Rules VPR show where they they just mess with each other. And I think that is the point when I think they have jumped the gun on the show, but I don't think this can sustain you think so? Mm-hmm. I think this cannot sustain and that this show is not going to do well. I mean, I That's was worried I about last season, after last season, that it would have a mm-hmm. hard time coming back. But this season was good. I had fun watching it. This this season was good, but the reunion is sort of putting them back in the same square as the, the beginning of the season. But that happens and, every single season. Yeah, but also they tried to add a couple of new people and it didn't quite go. Yeah. It didn't work. London is not going to be part of the show. Mm-mm. And so it's back to... And Destiny is not delivering anything more than being hurt. And what Destiny said to Paulina was true. She was terrified that Paulina was going to get married to Mike without a prenup yeah. of any sort. And that's dangerous for your kids. She's like, talk, think about your kids. Yeah. And they're all defending Mike because he they have some loyalty towards him. Yes. And that bothers me. And so at the end of the day, it feels like this is not going to sustain. They're not going to be entertaining come next year. There's nothing new there. 
they're just going around. It's a round robin. That's true. Of the same issues. And that's, that's not true. that's gonna make it very <clears throat> boring next year. Well, let's see what they deliver for us. Who knows? Mm-hmm. Who really knows? Yeah. Also, I think it's you brought up a great point of everybody is defending Mike and nobody's defending Destiny for defending Paulina. They didn't even talk about it. Maybe in the next episode. Maybe they another, I mean, that's why Destiny one, pulls. Right? So, well, that's why Destiny pulls Gigi aside and is like, "I need you to back me up." But then Gigi goes yeah. too hard in the wrong way. You know what I mean? Yeah. Which is like another, yeah. which is like a Gigi problem. But yeah. Either way, I was very entertained and I love the show. And I hope they can figure it out next season because mm. I love watching the Shaws. They make me very yeah. happy. But they are at the tip, at the very end of their ropes with their. Let's story hope lines. they're not. Oh, I hope so. All right. Well, that's it for this week. We'll be back on Saturday to talk about Rahasas of New York and Rahasas of Beverly Hills as usual. And Arthi, I can't believe uh-huh. I didn't talk about this. Arthi oh, sent me, you guys. I thought you said you have set up the p- p- Patreon. I was like, did you really? Oh, no, I no, wasn't going to okay, say. Fine. No, Arthi <laughs> sent me, you guys, my birthday is on Saturday. Arthi sent me La Dame Fragrance. It's La Dame the Perfume. Okay. I went to the ends of the world to find that for you because everywhere I went, it was out of stock. It's only available on Karen's website. <laughs> and I did not want to buy it on her website because I did not trust it to show up, but it did. Okay, let me tell you, the box it came in, mm-hmm. okay, the, just the thought of somebody in Karen's garage, probably Ray, packing it, putting all the, so many packing peanuts in that container. Oh, Wow. Mil- it's it, precious. You, it's precious. Yeah. You know it was hand put together Pad. because you know the UPS label that mm-hmm. was in it wasn't a sticker. It was one of those like somebody printed it out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Ray was printing out a UPS label and folding it up and putting it into that plastic Aww. slip. Oh, <laughs> <Aww>, Ray. <laughs> Thank you, Ray, for finding that one bottle of La Dame that but- was in the garage. <laughs> But here's the thing. I'm going to do an unboxing of the actual fragrance and list and like actually give it a spritz and listen to it or listen to it and try it out and explain it to you guys. Review it, I guess, as like influencers do on Instagram. By the time this episode comes out, I may have already done it. So if I've already I hope done so, it, because go- I cannot wait for you to tell <laughs> me what it smells like. And the next time we meet, you yeah. need to get bring it with you so I can get a spritz too. I yes. need to feel a little closer. To- <laughs> yes, so we're just a little closer to <laughs> to to the went to Karen being our own mother goose. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, so I'm gonna do an unboxing. It's gonna be on Instagram. Just go ahead and check it out. I'm gonna make a highlight for it. Um, hopefully, I do it by the time this episode comes out. So, oh, that would be it. awesome. Yeah, it would be awesome. You have to de- <laughs> you have to describe the top note, the bottom note, and all of that. You have to tell us exactly what it feels like and how you feel after wearing it. <laughs> I can't wait. Okay, guys, we'll talk to you on Saturday. Bye. Bye.